For any Yankee fans looking for a podcast to listen to, I suggest you check out NYY Sports Talk. Are you listening? Tune into the fellas. Damn. Uh. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. There's no BS, there's no drama. Uh. Just feel like you with the fellas talking baseball. Uh. Welcome back. This is episode 232 of the NYYST podcast. I am your host, Christian. As always, joined by my co-host, Chris. You. And SGR. What up? What's up, fellas? What's going on, man? How was your wife's Mother's Day? How was your wife's Mother's Day? It was phenomenal. I hope it was phenomenal. I hope it was. She deserves it. Did you leave? Did you leave the house for an extended period? Of time? I actually did. I I uh, I got her breakfast. Although Ooh. the plan was, she you asked for the sausage in the morning. No, 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 right. no, no, not in the morning. Um, still, morning. still a lot of time left in the night. Um, so the plan was for she wanted to wake up and just like be able to finish a cup of coffee for once and whatever. So I was going to take the kids and pick up, you know, breakfast for her or whatnot. And then she wakes up and she's like, no, I want to come with you guys. So uh-huh. that was her first mistake of the uh-huh. day. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, it was good. I, I hope it was somewhat relaxing. I tried to be a decent it's father nice, today man. for once, you yeah, know, fine. decent husband. Mm. Well, mm. deserving happy, happy mother's day to my wife, your wife and all the, uh, all the moms out there. Mother's day mom. To the good mom, yes, not the bad ones. Well, do your job better if you're not a good mom. You got it. Okay. 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 Uh, Tony Broken, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we uh, it's uh, Mother's Day evening. Uh, do want to wish Happy Mother's Day to all the great moms out there, especially to my mom and uh, my wife. Uh, oh yeah, my mom too, and Stack I Rise mom. Don't forget her. I'm clear. So, uh, yes, also happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to all the great moms out there. Uh, unless you count yourself as a mom because you only have an animal, that doesn't count. That does it's not just, count. That does not we're count. just saying if you raise a human being, uh, then you can celebrate Mother's Day. Dog moms don't count, although children do act like animals a lot of the time. People were, I saw somebody on Twitter today was like, oh, yay, happy Mother's Day to so-and-so what a and i'm like okay that's a nice sentiment and you're like here's a picture of her with her child and i'm like that's a fucking dog yeah but it's a service dog so like it's kind of like my child i could bring him anywhere look having a having a dog is like having another child but like if you don't also have a child like then you can't claim yourself to be a parent you know yeah not because it's like not because dogs can't be more difficult i'd say it's more just like you don't understand that it's just a different type of different type of nurturing okay like if you if you get tired of your dog you you just just fucking drown it like you like you yeah like you did chris you just fucking feed it with worms and send it (laughs) you give it send it to you give it doggies like like you do i can't give my kids xanax he's sleeping right yeah you could i give melatonin not xanax it's natural Raising a human is uh, definitely an experience. Yeah. 
I can't even raise my. Yeah. I can't even take care of my fucking self sometimes. Yeah, I heard you can't raise yourself anymore, bro. You're old, and you're younger than me. Oh. Yeah, I still <laughs> got. I got a lot of years on you. Brought and to you by Bluetooth. <laughs> <laughs> you want to kids? One guy, one guy cranks it and one guy hey. can't. Look at that. That's it. And maybe all the, the same. Maybe- Maybe the ESPN guy can get on Mike's on late one episode. Yeah, yeah. Hey Mike, it's it's the ESPN guy. Is brought to st- you by Is he still employed by ESPN? That's No, nah, that- there was a whole scandal. Yeah, there was, right? Yeah. Nah, I don't know. Who are you talking about? There was something. Yeah, I don't think he's on anymore. You know the the guy who used to do brought like, to the you by voiceovers uh-huh. for Sports Center. Ryan made him Australian, <laughs> which I kind of <laughs> like. I like the Australian. I think he might have been Body, my Fosters. Come on, you got to remember that. No, I know who it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, ESPN is terrible. Dude, Awful. I turned on the Braves. I turned on the Braves Phillies game, and like right when Freddie Freeman was coming up to bat, and they're completely missed the at bat because they're replaying like some zoom that Buster had with Freeman. Meanwhile, Freeman's tanking one four hundred feet, and you're just like. You know, if you want, yeah. you want to do that shit. Like, do that shit instead of having a commercial break. Like, during the at bat. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm mad about this, and I'm not even a fucking Braves fan. They're gonna pull this shit in a couple. Yeah. I think the Yankees and Red Sox are gonna be on uh, Sunday Night Baseball in a couple weeks. Like, yeah. But somebody told me that for select um, Sunday Night Baseball games, they do a stat cast uh, telecast on ESPN two, and I'm actually watching it, and it's. Uh, it's a lot more of a normal broadcast. They just show kind of like the spray charts and shit like you'd watch on. Yes. That's not, that sounds pretty enjoyable. Yeah. And, uh, you know, one thing I can do without uh, on, the, on the yes broadcast now is the uh, red light, green light for the outfielders. Arm. First can of all, it's so fucking, confusing, right? Can you just what? fucking tell us who has a good arm and who doesn't? I don't uh, need to right. know that. Yeah. Uh, who, you know, oh, oh, uh, you know, like Juan Soto has a red light. No, who cares? Yeah. And and like, first of all, who's determining this? Like, is it? Uh, no, it's it's all and it's all ranked. Did they have ways to uh, uh, quantify how how accurate you are, how hard you throw the ball? You come on now. Well, maybe like they could play. Maybe they could play red light, green light in like the 12th inning. Yeah, <laughs> maybe that'll be the, the new rule. But here's here's my thing with it. It's so fucking confusing to me. Like I see the red light and I'm like, does that mean he's bad? No, red light means you. I don't know, go I know on that him. means don't run on him. I get it, but it's like it looks like a bad correlation between the arm and and the player. For you, for me, for people who don't have fully developed brains, it's just not that you know, easy. I, you know, for Chris's unfully developed brain, he would really appreciate it if you left the show a five-star rating and review. I heard that five-star rating and reviews on iTunes help develop a, a an adult brain. So can you can you please do that for Chris? Please. And this episode is brought to you by our uh, our patrons on Patreon.com. Head to Patreon.com slash M-Y-Y-S-T. Sign up. We got episode three of Mike's on uh, Mike's on Late coming on. I got I to gotta listen still. As I've had a crazy weekend, but uh, I believe Mike takes takes a crew camping this week. Yeah, so. go, he goes camping with a few uh, people in the Yankees organization. It's, it's a fun episode. Really they sit fun. around the fire. I think I heard at the end there, I was kind of skimming <laughs> through. Uh, they uh, have a little... Uh, have a little sing sesh at the yeah, end. Yeah, a little camp, little campfire song 
all wow. together. It's really nice. It was really it was really a really awesome well done, there. really high was, production yeah, was, quality. Yeah. So check that out. Again, that's patreon.com slash M-Y-Y-S-T if you want to help support okay. the show and yeah. keep keep us going. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Watch the show. Watch it. Okay. Watch it. Okay. Uh, so uh, <clears throat> Yankees won today. Uh, <laughs> three, three to two. We walked off in the ninth inning. John Carl stand with the big single to uh, give the Yankees the win. They wrapped up a seven and two homestand. Um, today was an important game for the Yankees. Uh, not only does it keep them above 500, but you can't, we, when they were coming home after the Orioles series, we said at worst, they had to have a six and three homestand. Well, when you win the first five games of the homestand, six and three is no longer acceptable. Mm-hmm. So today was a big win. They finished seven and two and they're going to hit the road. They got a big road trip coming up, starting with, uh, Tampa on Tuesday. We'll get into that a little bit later on in the show uh, because the Yankees are now playing really good baseball. They're still mm, not all not the really. way there. huh? Not really. I got to interject for a second, too. I mean, today was only a big game because of yesterday. It, they, yesterday was the biggest game of the whole entire homestand. If they don't come back and win that game, today means nothing. Today is just it, it is, is shit, really, because you can't win the series if you lose yesterday. You're, you dip below 500 again if you lose yesterday. So yesterday was the biggest game. Today just today just capped it off nicely. I mean, Did you win yesterday? Yeah, they mm-hmm. yeah after getting their uh-huh. after fucking getting uh-huh. embarrassed in the first game of the series. Uh-huh. Does someone won. have a fan on? Does someone have a fan on right next to their microphone? Very loud. It's the, com- it's the computer I- is making that noise. Really? That computer sucks. Oh, you. Maybe my it was Ryan's window. My window was open. Yes. Oh, wait, Ryan's window was open? No, that wasn't I it. I didn't realize that. That wasn't it. Oh, yeah. Someone's, it's probably oh. Christian's computer. I think it's every time it's every time one of you talks. Who cares? I'll get it out. I'll get it out of there. Uh, he's going to get it out, okay? Uh. I'll get it out. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, right. It's better now. So the Yankees, they, they want, look. They won two games. They took the series two games to three. It's all what they needed to do. Uh, it wasn't pretty on Friday night. Like you said, it was another – I mean, that that game got away from them quickly. There in the eighth inning, it was the second consecutive night that they – or second consecutive game there. They had a little bit of a bullpen implosion in the eighth inning. Uh, Jonathan Wysica sucks again. He, he, was, he got banished mm-hmm. for the rest of the series. Aaron Boone said that he's a piece of crap and he never wants to see him on the team again. These are all quotes, exact quotes. Yes. Well, it's never easy. Like, I think me and uh, SGR were talking about this the other day. It's like, you're finally feeling good about this team. They're starting to click everywhere. And then the one part of this team that that was actually successful throughout the whole shittiness of the first month of the season is starting to implode. And it's like a really bad feeling. Like, when the bullpen... Because the game they lost before that against the Astros, take me back through that last game they lost. It was the bullpen that blew it. No, we already did this. So No, I just want to know for my I'm trying to make a point. Yeah, he took well, Boone took uh Cole out after seven. The Yankees were up three to two, and then Chad Green decides he's gonna right. start fucking right. walking uh one eighty five hitters. Another game that just got out of hand, like you blinked and it was it was over. So to see that back to back out of hand out of hand Brad Hand awful Awful. Lost. Guy can't even throw strikes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
We'll yeah, get to that in a minute. Yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. I don't want to get ahead of myself. But yeah, I mean, when when everything's finally starting to look like it's going right, and then and then your bullpen, especially on a fucking game again where Cole's pitching. I mean, yeah, they score runs for Cole way more than they do Degrom, but they're still. Four, I think they're four and three now in in games Cole's pitch. That's unacceptable. Right, they've lost. Th- they've lost three Cole starts. Ew. Ew. That's that's completely unacceptable. Were we the Mets? Seriously. What is this? Yeah, well, uh, you know, maybe Glaber and DJ can fight each other over whether it's a fucking raccoon or a rat in the tunnel, and then that's uh, just one of the. Cr- that's one. No, of the- I thought I thought it was a possum. Yeah, listen, that's what if you haven't just Google rat, raccoon, and the Mets, and, and I promise you, the more weird. information you obtain about the story, the more can the more you feel like you have no idea what's going on. Yeah, it, it just doesn't make sense in any no. way, shape, or form. Well, something happened. They though. got into an argument about something. Nobody knows what it is. And this was their excuse. The- this was the brilliant idea the the organization came up with. This is what they came up with: is that they said that Where? they were arguing whether or not they had seen a rat or a raccoon in the fucking tunnel. That's, yeah, but then someone that- chimed in. Someone chimed in and was like, "I thought it was a possum." <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen. I'd actually, I'd if. If I were them, I would rather just tell what happened. Maybe, you know, you're playing a baseball game. Maybe, you know, tempers are high and and whatever. But now I'm just wondering why the fuck Mets players are worrying about uh, rodents in a tunnel during a baseball game. They're not worried about rodents. They just had a really shitty excuse for why they were arguing. No, no, no. I'm saying it's shitty in a a sense that it's got to be worse than any other thing they could have told us. Yeah, this was after they created a fake hitting coach and then fired Shelly Davis. <laughs> yeah, that was messed wild. Up. Mets though on a on a five game winning streak over there. And then it looks 20. like Jacob Degrom's probably going to hit the IL after he he left the start. That's really sad, man. I yeah. hate to see that Hopefully shit. He's, he'll be back soon. Like if it was uh, Stroman, yeah, that'd be a different story. But <laughs> when you're as great yeah, as Degrom, DeGrom he's it's he's too good for baseball to miss any starts. Yeah, oh, he's he's too good for baseball. He's too good. Yeah, and he's he's cute. He's very I mean, cute. Uh, is he? He's up your alley there, Ryan. Have you seen him pitch? Uh, he was a shortstop first. Mm. Was he really? All right, so yeah, shortstop in college. Speaking of pitching, <laughs> he froze. Speaking of pitching, <laughs> we'll get through the show one day. All right, you're unfrozen now. Speaking of pitching, he said, "Red light, green light, <laughs> red light." <laughs> I do want to talk about Jamison Tyone's start on uh, on Friday night. He mm-hmm. finally pitched not only into the sixth inning, but he pitched into the seventh inning. Uh, he went six and a third. He gave up three runs. He struck out five. Uh, he had a really rough second inning there. He gave up a couple home runs, but he really settled in. He was up mm-hmm. to maybe, I forget the exact number, but he must have retired maybe like 10, 12 guys in a row. He was, he was really looking good. This is probably the best that we've seen of him. Uh, so that I got to say that was really encouraging that, you know, Boone had said for a couple of weeks now that the, the, the training wheels were so to speak off of Tyone and Kluber. And he really did let Tyone go on Friday night. Yeah. Because we're no one, I don't think anyone's really doubting his stuff anymore. Like, um, you know, someone coming back from his, not only his first Tommy John, but his second, your, your biggest concern at that point isn't, his 
his uh, endurance in a game because you know he's going to have to work to that. You want to see his his stuff. And his stuff has shown that it can be very, very effective. But now we were waiting for him to kind of put it together and go deeper into a ball game, and he, and he did that. And he did it pretty effectively. Like you said, what inning was it? The fifth? He kind of struggled. Um, but other than that, I mean – even rebounding from that and really keeping the game. Well, no, it was a second in a year. Oh, it was a second. Right, right. He was, yeah, then yeah. he was really on a run early, after early. that. And he, you know what? That shows a lot too. You give up those runs that early and then you, and yeah. then you buckle down and you still pitch into the seventh. That, that was a huge sign from him. That was a big sign from him. Yeah. Uh, I got to say, if you're going to take anything encouraging out of how ugly that game ended up turning out to be is that Tyone really settled in and he got you into the seventh inning because, you know, a lot of fans, and, and rightfully so, the Yankees have really been relying on this bullpen. And then you're coming off on the, the loss on Thursday, loss on Friday, where two of your high-leverage guys implode and you end up losing the game in the eighth inning. You know, it's important now that you're starting to get more and more outside of your starting pitchers. So that was really encouraging that we got Tyone into, this, into the uh, seventh inning in that game. And then, you know, I guess we can just go with this right now. Uh, you know, normally we leave like the social media stuff for the end of the show, but I think it ties into Friday's game, so we can just go with it right now. Uh, it was well, we won't really go too deep into DJ, although it was nice to see he had a couple porch jobs, which mm-hmm. we we saw. We said that kind of um, in the off season that it was very it was imperative to bring this guy back because he not only is a great hitter, but he learned how to hit in his home ballpark. Sure. So it was a good sign from LeMayu, who has really struggled this year, even though you look up and the guy's hitting, what, 280? Yeah, yeah, I mean. He's hitting 281 right now. So, I mean, like, that's struggle, but that's struggling for DJ LeMayu. Yeah, I mean, he's he's really 20 points off the mark. So that was an encouraging sign, and he had a couple, and he he was trying to go. I think he had a hit that way uh, today. You know, he's – so you see maybe a little bit things out of DJ, but still like he's not there yet. When I think this team is really going to start to take off when DJ LeMayu takes off, mm-hmm. like he's the he's the catalyst of this whole thing. Yeah, yeah, and, and not only him. Well, I'd say this: when he starts to take off, you're not depending on on other guys as heavily as you are now because you look and and Stanton. I know you guys talked about how dominant he was but look at the games when he didn't show up and not having judge you know show up at all look at how weak this offense looked and then finally you know stanton gets his first hit of the series today and it and it wins the ball game so like those guys are pretty important too but if dj was dj the weight wouldn't be so heavy on their shoulders LeMayu is and LeMayu sets everything up at the top of that lineup. He definitely so does. A lot, you know, so if if you're gonna leave Stan in a two hole, which I don't understand, I don't know why you would you would mess with that at this point. No, you can't you just leave him alone. Um, you know, you gotta if if LeMayu, see this is Stan's in a spot right now in this lineup where if he's gonna stay at a certain level, which you know the guy was unconscious for 12 games, he was hitting 500, ripping the ball everywhere. So you know you he doesn't he doesn't have a great two, you know. Three really, he played well. They had, I think, he had a couple walks and uh, he had the game-winning hit. So you don't, you know, you're not going to say he had a bad game today. But you know, 
it's okay that he doesn't get a hit for a couple of days after the way that he played over, over over the course of the past twelve games. So you know, if you he, he he's got to get somebody around him to get hot. Yeah, for so sure. Right now, it's I mean, Lemayu's not he he's done. He's always taking these couple of steps where it looks like he's ready and then he's not. You know, but yeah. you still you look at overall like the two eighty one batting average and you're like he's played okay. It's just like, what yeah. is DJ going to go on that real that tear where you he's having like four or five multi hit right. games in a week? And his 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 batting average with runners in scoring position this year is two seventy three. Last year it was three sixty four. So yeah, start once he gets that number up a bit. Well, that's what I was going to say. It's not so much, and I think it's you look at his batting average and you think that he's doing much worse than two eighty just based of what we're used used to seeing out of him. I think it's more not so much the hits he's getting, but the outs he's making. Where mm-hmm. DJ his outs look terrible. Yeah, his outs look really bad. And they and in spots when you would always want DJ up, this year so far, for the most part, not all the time, this year he seems to be making a bigger out than he ever has been. So it's not so much his hits. I'm sure he'll come around to that. It's more. I think what's holding us back from saying, yeah, he's breaking out of it, is that is he's he's getting out, striking out more, and he's just making bigger outs in in bigger situations when he we're not used to that. Yeah, no. Uh, I wanted to just, I, what, Ryan look this up for me, please. How many RBIs does he have? Does he have like seven this year? Nine. Nine. I was gonna. That was my next guess. Yeah, so I mean, like, if DJ LeMayu is playing up to his capabilities, he's easily in the 20s right now. Yeah. I mean, he's had a lot of opportunities to come up in big spots. So, I mean, he's important. I mean, there's three guys that really need to carry this team, and they're the top three hitters in this lineup. It's LeMayu, Stan, and Judge. I mean, and, you know, we'll get to Judge later, right? Because I I, talked a little bit about DJ, but really the other guy that – from Friday's game that you were hoping that that would spark something for him was Gary Sanchez. He had that, that home run and you're like, okay, now, cause he was like in what, like a three for 33 slump or something like that. And you're like, is this, is this Gary's moment now? Are we going to get a little bit of a run here for Gary Sanchez? And it just, I mean, he didn't play Saturday. And then today, I mean, no, and O'Neill brought it up on the broadcast. There's a point, a point in the game where he's late on the fastball so he gears himself up a little bit earlier, and he's way out in front because now uh, the pitcher throws him an all-speed pitch. So it just seems like he's not—he's not on the same—he's not on the the right wavelength to hit. And it's just like now, I mean, we're backing up 2020 with another bad year from him. It's—it's it's definitely to the point, and we said we'd be fair. We did. We He's said 174 right now. He had three strikeouts today. Yeah, we said we we would be fair when we defended him, when when we backed him, we promised to be fair when that time came that if he didn't break through, we we'd jump off the bandwagon. And I'm fully got I'm fully over Gary Sanchez. I'm not saying that he can't still be great, but he's not going to do it with this team, I don't think. And we've gi- they've given him enough of a chance at this point. It, it, they really have. They they've even with announcing that Higashioka was going to get more playing time. It's still he's getting more. Pl- Sanchez is getting more playing time than he even deserves at this point. 
I mean, he probably is, but again, what's your what's your other option right now? Well, that's the thing. I mean, you know, Higashioka had a had a home run again the other day, but other than that, again, other than these, you know, very rare and you know, very rare pops off the bat where he hits a home run here and there. Again, the more he's exposed, the less and the less frequent that's going to be, and like Higashioka coming up is the same thing as Gary at this point. The only difference is that the pitchers seem to really throw well to Higgy, but they were they happen to Gary now too. The starting pitching, and I wanted to say this before we get into the segment, you look at the starting pitching, this team went 7-2 and two over this homestand, and those two losses, the starting pitchers left with the lead. Or, you know, other than her, who was it, uh, Kluber, I think, left with uh he was down but they ended up tying before they went to the bullpen their loss their losses you're saying yeah i mean their losses were all on uh, those two losses were on the bullpen where their starters tied when uh was it tied yeah so uh you know the starting pitching's been phenomenal they've really been good phenomenal so if you've noticed really it's um kluber and cole with Gary, I mean with uh, Higgy, it's Kluber and Cole with Higashioka, and it's Tyone and Herman with um, Sanchez, the other idiot, Sanchez. And then if and they then throw I, in a spot starter, it's usually Sanchez. And then Sanchez. Montgomery, I really haven't noticed who's catching Montgomery regularly. It's Might been be it's been Higgy. It, well, it Higgy. depends on day nights. It depends on day nights, uh, uh, you know. Right. I think it's more of a where where they are in the week. Who yeah. Catches Montgomery, but if you've noticed, it's really been Kluber and Cole have gotten Higashioka, and uh, Tyone and Herman have gotten Sanchez. So you're just coming off a game where uh, Tyone probably has his best start, and you know Herman. I mean he he gives up the home run to Schwarber in the uh, seventh inning today. And it's sometimes we always say, you know, it's not what you give up. It's when you give it up, but he was still really good today. He was phenomenal today, man. Take that. He was efficient. He had, he had a good out pitch today. He looked really, really good. I mean, he was dialed in. So, you know, it's not like these guys have not pitched well to Gary Sanchez. Right. Right. I mean, Herman really, I loved his efficiency today. He had a good rhythm. And, yeah, when he gave it up, sucked. It tied the game. But if you're telling me Herman's going to go out there and pitch the way he did and give up two runs and pitch deep into a game, I'm taking that every fucking time out, man. Every time out. What do you think Garrett Cole says to himself when Kyle Gashoga hits home runs for other starting pitchers? He gets mad. That's why he... <laughs> Everyone thinks he's 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 motivating people in the dugout, but really he's just screaming out of anger when Higashioka does well. So back to Gary Sanchez, right? So he has the home run, and then he strikes out three times today in his next start. So to me, it's almost like I, I'm I'm done defending him because what are you defending? I said one seventy four hitter. Yeah, it's I mean, almost like having Kyle Higashioka just catch every game is really what it's like. But at the no, but you shouldn't have Kyle Higashioka catch every game. No, no, no. What I'm saying is, you're not the argument of you need uh, step up offensively 
and you need to play Gary in bigger situations or at least let him pinch hit, it's not an argument anymore because it's just like having Higgy up there. They hit home runs occasionally, and then the next game they're going to strike out three or four times. So right, but right now, like let's 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 open up the crystal ball here, right? Are the Yankees making a move for a catcher during the season? I think they have to. I think they have to, unless they unless they truly evaluate this lineup and say they they are they are sacrificing it, their spot offensively as far as the position of catcher goes, and they are okay with Sanchez and Higashioka behind the plate. You know, a lot of most teams, let's just get this out of the way. Most teams don't have an offensive catcher. That's something that, you know, we've we've been spoiled with. We had Posada for for our whole childhoods. And and then, you know, we had was never a great defensive catcher. He was never a great defensive catcher. He was he was an offensive guy. And then we had the outbreak of Gary Sanchez when we thought we were getting it again. And, And ever since he came up, we've been waiting for that Gary Sanchez to show up again. And he just he's he hasn't, and I don't know if he's gonna. Right, but here's the thing, though. Right now, and we've played what thirty? What are the what did we play? Thirty four games so far this year, something like that. Well, the Yankees are what seven, uh, eighteen and sixteen, so thirty four. Right, they played thirty four games this year. Has Gary Sanchez been a liability behind the plate? No, I think he's actually been really good behind the plate. Considering okay, what he so was, that's my. Th- this is my. This is one of my pointers, right? So Gary Sanchez, through this point of the season, as atrocious as he's been at the plate, he's not been a liability behind the plate. Correct. And I think fans overrate Kyle Gashioka's defensive skills. I think he's very adequate back there. I don't think he's a superstar. You know, like a like a defensive wizard back there. I think he's very adequate. But I don't see the giant separate right now is the way the two of them are playing. I don't see a big giant separation in between the between Kyle Gashioka and Gary Sanchez. Well, I'll say this, and I've never been like completely down on Gary defensively. I think people really give him uh, a bad rap behind the plate. Not saying he was ever been good, but he I don't think he's ever been as bad as people think he was. But I I remember last year when Higgy started to get more playing time as the playoffs came around. And I and he you was really on a need different to level. See this double play, this pitcher just turned in the fucking Braves game. No, thank you. Because um, you're not a baseball fan. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, I think that there was a huge separation between the two. Seeing Higgy come into the playoffs, I think Higgy really stepped up defensively. Right. This year, now that Gary's kind of you know narrowed that gap, you're right. I don't really know. If anything, I'll say Gary has a much better arm. So, but so right now, if you, I wouldn't honestly like if something fell into your lap, of course you'd take a look at it. But what is going to fall into your lap that's really going to improve your catching situation right now? Yeah, I don't think that's got to be a, a, a top priority for the Yankees. You know, if we're sitting there, you know, we're coming close to the trade deadline. Of all the list of things that the Yankees need to do, you know, you're going to spend assets on improving the catching situation. Yeah, that's because not going to be the thing that, that puts him over the top. Think, because if you really think about it, with the way these two guys are playing defense right now, even if they continue the way they, they've been playing offensively, 
you live with it because there's supposed to be other guys on this team that are supposed to be able to carry you offensively. You know, and that starts, like we said, that starts with DJ LeMayu. You know, John Carl Stan, you know, right now he's he's playing like a top, he's playing like an MVP type player. Yeah. You know, Aaron Judge, we don't know what the, there look, I'm not gonna speculate. I don't know what the hell's wrong with the guy. I don't know if he's slumping, there's something bothering him or what, but he's not Aaron Judge right now. So if he can be Aaron Judge, then that's three there's three guys right there. You know, Glaber hit his first home run in the year this year. He had a couple of big hits in Saturday's game. So those are your those are really your what? You want to say those are your four guys that are supposed to carry you offensively? Yeah. And then you want to mix in Urshela as in the ne- that next tier guy and Luke Voigt will be back and that you know, he's he completely raked in his uh his rehab assignment. He's, you know, you're expecting him to be back on Tuesday. So you want to say in that next tier guy is Voight and Urshela. And then under that is Hicks. And then somewhere deep down in the fucking dumpster is Clint Frazier, you know? <laughs> well, I think it's more of a, I don't think it's more of like a, uh, I don't think it's so much a individual weight that's held on these guys. I think it's more of just the dynamic they bring to the lineup. Like, look look at what a pitcher has to go through when they go through, you know, a, a red-hot Stanton and when DJ comes comes full force and Judge starts to pick it up. And then you get to a guy like Gio, who, if you really look back on, on the Yankees' homestand, when he got hurt and hadn't been playing the last few days, the offense kind of fell asleep a little bit. And they did run into some good pitching, obviously, with Scherzer, I think, at 14 strikeouts. And uh, and the dude today pitched really well. Uh, Ross, was that his name? Yeah, yeah. I mean, so listen, he, he pitched well, but but like, think about how how quiet the Yankee bats were after Gio wasn't there, and he had some big hits over this homestand. Mm. Ah, yeah, he did. All right. So coming into the game today, out of the nine players that started on in the lineup. Right. Mm-hmm. Guess how many of them have been coming into today? Guess how many of them had an average under two hundred out of the nine players that started for the Yankees today? Four. What'd you say? Four. Six. What? Thanks for letting me guess. Sorry, Ryan. We he Six. knew you were going to get it right. I knew you were going to get it right. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I was gonna because say. you got Hicks batting one ninety eight, uh, Ooh. Sanchez batting one seventy four. 103 for Ford, 143 for Clint Frazier. Go back zero. to Ford for a second. Yeah, what about What is that? 103? 103. Uh, zero for Andujar, and uh, with a one for two today, Gardner got his average up to 200. So coming into today, that was six players in the starting lineup had an average under uh, 200. Yeah, that's scary. That's scary. So if you can, just what we're talking. If you get some of these guys that are supposed to be performing at a higher level, and now you're going to take Ford out of the lineup because uh, what's his face? Void will be back, and hopefully, then now Andrew Hart got sent back down. So then, hopefully, your show is ready to play. So now that's two guys out of the lineup. So if you start adding these guys back into the lineup, some of these guys are performing to their level. You don't really worry about what the catchers are doing, or right. at least you shouldn't. If they're not, if you if the if you go through a Yankee game and you don't notice the catcher outside of because you want to make a big deal that Gary Sanchez took an offer, uh, 
if you don't notice the catcher outside of that, that's actually a good game. That means they did what they were supposed to do. And, the you know, that's the way I look at it right now because I think we're past the point of thinking that Gary Sanchez is going to be anything more than what he is right now. The only reason why they, why the catching why the catcher of this team offensively you put you put more of your like frustration behind it like when Gary gets up in a big spot and he strikes out right the only reason why you're sh- so frustrated and your immediate reaction is they need to get a better catcher is because we thought Gary Sanchez was going to be this powerhouse of an offensive catcher and he's just not if Gary never came up and did what he did and he was up in big spots. You just say, "Yeah, I mean, that's our catcher. He's, you know, it's not really an offensive position here." That you wouldn't be sitting there going, "They need to find a fucking catcher who need who can hit better." That's just not your thought process at that point. No, but he can't be this bad either. I mean, one seventy four is that's not even a, that's not a major league baseball player. No, it's embarrassing. I mean, his OPS is under seven hundred. I mean, these are things that you have to look at. I mean, but. It, Again, are, are we going to waste assets trying to improve this position right now? I think you just you just got to ride it out right now. Yeah, because uh, I, I, I think the Yankees have shown it themselves. You know, they've shown their hand here because if you had any, if you had any um, optimism when it came to Gary finding himself, he's certainly not going to do it by benching him more. So, like, at this point, I think they've just conceded to the fact that he's not going to be that guy, and they might as well, you know, platoon him and him and Higashioka because that's it. They're just kind of giving up on on that position offensively. Right. Uh, so, you know, that was the question of the week here. We said, if you're Aaron Boone and Brian Cashman, what do you do with the club's catching situation? Is it time to fully move on from Gary Sanchez during the season? And, and honestly... I don't know if the Yankees get better if you have a catching duo of, let's say, Robinson Torinos and Kyle Gashioka. I still, you, you know what Gary Sanchez's is, is ceiling is, and you almost, even though it's kind of a myth at this point or something that you don't ever expect to see, the fact that it's there and you know these other guys don't have it is almost the reason why you hold on to them throughout the throughout the rest of the season yeah well think of it like this let's just put your your perspective there into some type of context let's let's say it's a huge game it's playoff implications or in the playoffs and you start let's just say Chirinos and Higashioka are your two catchers you have and you start either one of the two right who's better in a big spot with two outs no one left on the bench in the ninth inning do you have a better chance of uh either game-tying or game-winning home run, putting up Chirinos or Higashioka off the bench, or Gary Sanchez. It's always Gary Sanchez. It's always going to be Gary Sanchez. Yeah, I mean, again, where are we holding on to 2017, 2016 Gary Sanchez? That's, but that's di- but here's, here's why it's different. I'm not expecting him to show up throughout an entire season. All I'm saying is, he has a much better chance to put one into the seats than, let's say, Chirinos coming off the bench. Because, because at that point, who are you putting Chirinos in that's, that he's better than anyone else in this lineup? He's not. He's not. At least Gary has some history with some guys that with, with big home run numbers where you feel a little better about it. And if that's who Gary's going to be at this point, you're not going to get anything for him. 
Right, you're not getting anything for Gary Sanchez right now. Right, so, you know, like we said, if he's going to continue to play defense at this level that he's playing at right now, then you just live you just live with what they're going to give you offensively. You hope that Gary gets hot a little bit and he, and he, he can run into 25 home runs this year and Hickey runs into 20, 15, 20. Yeah, I mean, think about it, Chris. If you're talking about how terrible these two guys are, but they somehow run into 40 home runs combined, that's not bad. No, especially from a catcher. All right, so let's just go. Let's go through this real quick because uh, there's a lot of other stuff we got to get to. Uh, like you said, platoon, right? So we got McCain five one eight eight says the Yankees need to secure a quality left-handed hitting catcher to platoon with Miggy. I'm pretty sure he meant Higgy, but did he mean Miggy? No, I, I just don't get the point. That's, that's, really, that's tough to ask for, right? Because traditionally a catcher is right-handed and so you're gonna no, but like brian mccann was a left-handed right. catcher yeah he was left-handed hitting catcher. i i know it's a thing but it's just like yeah it's you it, you're you're narrowing down the yeah the options out there no but what he but i'm i don't know if he misspoke and he meant to say Higashioka. yeah i think he so did. you have a lefty and Higashioka. okay so i actually am gonna bring his point to fruition i think what he's saying is since there's pretty much the same player at this point at least bring some value in a platoon guy that can hit from the left side. Yeah. You know, uh-huh. at least then you could say, oh, yeah, but, you know, he hits from the left side at least. All right, so you got Rob Spaulding here. So it's well beyond time to move on from Sanchez. At this point, he's not even a good backup. So, of course, <laughs> Cashman won't do anything. But again, like what do you – here's how Yankee fans think. This guy sucks. He's unbearable to watch. We need to get a great pitcher for him or a great, you know, bullpen guy or great, great fucking right fielder, left fielder. Like, if you know he sucks, I promise you everyone else knows he sucks too. You're not, I, you're not doing I, I anything with it. I don't think people wanted the Yankees to give this guy a contract in the offseason. I think they wanted to cut bait already. Yeah, but we talked about why they did that. The, ri- the risk to that. reward was, was, was too high. It's too high. All right, so we got James Francis here. Now, listen to this one. This is a great argument, right? How much of an audition does he need? When we're when are we going to stop thinking about Gary Sanchez in, in terms of 2017 and come back to the much larger sample size of him being average? His OPS plus between 18 and 21 is 99. He's not even good. He's average. So your argument for getting rid of him is that he's average. Yeah, again, putting it into context <laughs> of what your other options are, you'll take an average catcher right now. But he he does make a good point. We got to get over the fact that Gary Sanchez isn't who we thought he was. And I don't disagree with that, but your argument is that he's average. So, yeah, you'll uh, take an average catcher. Who we thought they were. All right, so we'll wrap up with uh, with a buddy Chris Colon here. He says, I'm sticking with him. We don't have any better options to replace mm-hmm. him. Higgy is exactly what we thought he was, and that's a backup. This free agency class is unimpressive. Like, it's just Buster Posey. No choice but to stick with Gary. And I don't. And I looked at the um, the minor league rosters. Like, these guys aren't close. Like, the Sieglers and, the, and uh, what's the other guy? Oh, they're not close. Yeah. So is Gary Sanchez now the, the catcher in 2022 as well? 
Are we running the same thing back out here? Because the Yankees still have another uh, year of arbitration on them. Well, yeah, if they have another year, then yeah. Look, it all it, it really comes down to if the Yankees win a World Series this year. If the Yankees win a World Series this year, you're not even talking about what they're going to do with Gary Sanchez next year. You're just not. Again, the ca- the catching position offensively should not dictate whether the Yankees win or lose a championship this year. That's If the Yankees are playing to their potential up and down this lineup, right? and we know Gary's potential now is not set on the 2016-17 basis anymore, right? If we're going into it and they're playing up to their potential, the the catching the catcher whoever it is that day offensively should not dictate whether this team is capable of winning a championship. Now let me bring this up because I just saw this one. It's one of the just come in. It's from RMG underscore twelve oh seven. And I'll just read this exact this one point. He says uh, Sanchez has had many chances. Maybe he just can't play in New York. I don't. Yeah. Look. Look. For a lot of guys, you can make that argument. I don't think that's yeah. I don't think it's Gary. I really don't. I don't think yeah, it's been you, the pressure of New York. I think it's been the pressure of himself. Going to another team and just raking full beard. Right now, I don't. Just being a superstar for a small market team. No, because we'll go back to the point of the last guy or two. You know, two comments ago, we're still basing Gary off of this what is now a smaller sample size of a superstar. Yeah, you know, but we haven't we haven't seen him play with a beard. He so. could use a beard. Some you know, people play speaking with of, a beard. Speaking of former Yankees now with beards, Ian Kennedy is the closer for the fucking Texas Rangers. He's got 10 saves already this year. Ian Kennedy? Point eight. Who was okay, the... Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, that was, I'm thinking Clippard. Clippard just ends up on the championship team somehow. Yeah. Ian Kennedy, huh? Ian Kennedy. What a bum when he was here. I mean, like, that's, like, they say that cockroaches can survive nuclear blasts. Like, I feel like that's Ian Kennedy. Like, Major League Baseball has got, had, like, an atomic bomb dropped on him, and somehow he's still hanging around, and he's closing now. Yeah, well, who's the other dude who was closing for the A's? He was a bum when he was here. Who? He was closing for the A's a couple years ago. He might still be now. Come on, what's his fucking name, man? I don't know. You're the one that brought it up. I'll, I'll find it. Okay, you and you'll be like, oh, yeah. Yeah, probably, but you know, I don't know who the hell you're talking about right now. Oakland is closer. So then we'll move on to Saturday here because we got to bring up Corey Kluber's start. Absolutely atrocious. Sucks. Nah, I love him. Nah, I thought he pitched pretty well on Saturday. He walked a few more guys. You know, and Kay's got to bring up, uh, but it was the Tigers, you know, because he, he had that gem, right. that eight-inning gem. I don't think he was great, but I thought he was still pretty good yesterday. No, I thought he was. I thought he was really good. I really did. Yeah, he buckled down too, right? He had bases loaded, nobody out, and he only let one well, he, score there. He that nice. he that was an unintentional intentional walk to Juan Soto there, which I can't really blame him for. I mean, that was smart baseball. Like I the thought, guys I wouldn't. I would look, the, pitch that guy. The Nationals' record might not might not show it, but this isn't a pushover of a lineup. Well, I mean, they, they they've the got some good offense. guys in there. Look, I you look know, you know let let the kids play right. That's all. They, that's what they say. I don't really like Juan Soto. And you want to tell me it's an old man yelling at the cloud, and that's fine. Yeah. But yeah. here's here's my thing. You want to do all the histrionics in the box, you know, a little shuffle. I don't have a problem with that. Mm-hmm. But Corey Kluber walks you. Fucking go to first base. What are you staring really at the that. mound for? 
That's yeah. What, what do you, That's what he thinks. I'm not I mean, a huge what do you, fan of him. I mean, what do you want to I fight Corey Kluber because he walks you? Take it as a sign yeah. of respect. The guy was afraid of you, didn't want to pitch to you. So he, he instead of giving up a potential, you know, three or four spot, he, t- he cut his losses there. I don't have a problem with Kluber did. It's it's actually, you know, it's it's out of the Buck Showalter ba- uh, book of I baseball. I was just about to say that, dude, with Barry Bonds, when he intentionally walked Barry Bonds to... But you're staring down Corey Kluber like you want to fucking throw hands. Like, like get the fuck to first base, please. Yeah, yeah but dude, but see, that's the kind of guy though. He's one. He's one of the best in baseball. I'd say he's top three offensively nev- in baseball. I never said so. he was a bad baseball player, but just no. I know, fucking, but I'm saying can, when you take your when base, you're that good. I think you can do whatever the hell you want. Good then, you know, somebody should punch him in the mouth then. Well, yeah, yeah all right, sure, absolutely, sure. yeah. That's and that would be awesome. A lot of people would watch that clip. <laughs> you know, if Roof Neto Door wasn't on the IL, man, maybe it could have popped off right there. Yeah, uh, that's been. another guy that went down. Shit. Yeah. What's going oh, on with shit. him? He he's okay though, right? He'll be back. Yeah. Yeah, he'll be back. Know, he'll be back in in uh, sure. August. Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't. I don't think they were overly concerned about it. They're gonna have a logjam now with Luke Voigt back. I mean, how are you gonna if Odor comes back in a relatively short amount of time? I mean, where are you getting Odor at bats from? Because he doesn't. He's not. He doesn't make the team better. If you're gonna, the, you're gonna have uh, your best defenses are Shella at third, Glaber at short. Yeah, uh, that's true. DJ at second, and then Voigt playing first mm-hmm. base. And even hey, though guy off the bat, the, a good guy off the bench, though, to have a lefty off the bench. Right. I mean, yeah, he's, he's definitely a lot better spots. than fucking that jabroni Tyler Wade. Hey, I wasn't saying that. I mean, this fucking this fucking loser right here. Tyler Wade. <laughs> oh, Joe. I can't even I don't even remember his name. That's how. No, no come on. We got to be fair. Mike Ford had a big base yeah, hit yesterday. That was a nice uh, opposite field piece. Thank God. Let Look, me tell you something. As, uh, Thank God he got to three one and, and he let him swing the bat because I promise you he wasn't putting down a bunt. No, absolutely not. Wasn't even going to come close. Yeah, true. I forgot he was uh, trying to bunt. I mean, think about it like this: like even as much of a void as fucking Mike Ford is, he is a he's void. a competent first baseman. Yeah, he really. Competent. I'll tell you what, man. He's he's had some picks since he came back up that have been very impressive. I mean, he plays a solid first base, and I mean that can't be understated. I mean, I know no. anybody can play first base, right? Anyone, but like right now, but, it's been important to the Yankees. But since they've had more of a competent player over there, they've gone on a run because it's like this all started. Sure, well, Jay Bruce it's actually retired. Yeah, when Jay Bruce retired. It's true because so, you were you, know. you were you were making yourself vulnerable in the in the Thanks, field Jay. defensively, and you were also making yourself vulnerable. Offensively, because Jay Bruce didn't even know what he was doing. And it was like he was drunk. Think of what that did. That was probably affecting even, obviously, it was affecting the starting pitching, too, because they're, they're throwing more pitches. They're Hell yeah. dealing with guys. On I, don't, the I don't think it's a coincidence that Glaber Torres has been a much more competent shortstop since Jay Bruce retired, either. It's like night and day. Looks like a completely different player. Yeah. I mean, um, you got to think about that game on uh, Saturday is that they were getting completely dominated by Max Scherzer. And then I don't know if you caught it when, uh, who's their manager? I can't remember his friggin' name for the life of me. For who? That's Matt. The, the Washington manager. I can't remember his friggin' name. I want to say Davey Johnson. No, it's not Davey Johnson. He, it, he did manage the Nats at one point. Hickey is the pitching coach, right? Okay. So we'll just beat around the bush. 
Dave who Martinez. It is. Martinez. Dave Martinez, right. Uh, when Martinez went out there to get him, uh, Scherzer's like, yep, it's time. You can read his letter. Yeah, yeah it's I, time. I like that. <laughs> he's the man. He, uh, but, I mean, he was filthy. He's so I mean, good. yeah, he's gonna look sexy in pinstripes. God, and he threw. He got so all those strikeouts at Yankee Stadium. Just can't wait for him to do that when he's wearing the home stripes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I mean, come on now. I mean, like, we don't need to get into what a fucking disaster the extra inning rules is. Is even though, like, you know, Sweeney Murdy is a guy that you want to say that you respect. He covers the team. You know, you you been on the show. Him. He's been yeah, right, but. During the rain delay yesterday, I was uh, driving around. I was doing, I don't even remember what the hell I was doing, but I was out. Oh, I went by my mother's house. You know, happy Mother's Day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but when I was coming home, I was listening to Sweeney. He was doing like, he was just killing time on the radio. And he's like, yeah, I like the extra inning rule. And I'll tell you why. And like, I'm listening. I'm like, okay, you know what? I'll listen to why you like the extra inning rule. And, and you know said, what? Props to you. Props to you. You listened. You kept an open mind. And he yeah, said, like in the NFL, in the NBA, when they those games go into overtime, you get more of the star player. Patrick Mahomes is still out there. James Harden is still out there, right? When you go to extra innings in baseball, you know, Garrett Cole is long gone from the game. Jacob DeGrom, long gone from the game. Aaron Judge might not get in that bat in extra innings. Juan Soto might not get an at-bat in extra innings. So he says these games can go and be decided by people that might not even be in the major leagues tomorrow. So what you're telling me is he blew his chance to change your mind because that's an awful fucking argument. I mean, nobody can literally... I'm telling you, there's no argument that can be made to that will change my mind. And if you notice that, and we talked about this via text, people are getting brainwashed by this shit now. Yeah. Well, these guys are definitely getting paid to say it. That, that it's a good That's, thing. Yeah, yeah I know that because Aaron, you can push. tell Aaron Boone, do, Aaron Boone doesn't really like it, but he's also not going to say that he doesn't like it. He's going to give you a reason why it makes sense for him to manage under these conditions. Because he's basically saying by the 10th inning, baseball sucks. I say this. I say so this. Let's wrap it up. I say this adamantly. Okay. If you love baseball, you do not love, you absolutely hate this rule. If you love the game of baseball, you truly love it. You hate this fucking rule, and it embarrasses you. It embarrasses you. It's terrible. It really is. Uh, But at least if you want to listen to Aaron Boone's perspective as a manager, you you take it and you say, okay, maybe that makes sense. It was where he says that you you don't want games going 17 innings because then your bullpen is shot for three days. Where, okay, I could say... I could say, okay, I get that one. I still don't like it. I still think the rule sucks, but I get that one. The fact that you're going to sit there and tell me that, oh, Aaron Judge might not get in that bat or the starting pitcher is, is gone for two hours, like that's a stupid fucking reason why you think the rule is a good rule. Yeah, and like doesn't it – I mean, it's not – you're not like giving any team an advantage. No, you're you, actually giving as as so far of this year, you're giving the away team an advantage. The away team has a winning record in in uh in yeah. But what uh, I'm saying is, games. there's no advantage as far as to speed up the game. Like you both are starting with a runner on second base. Well, how does that speed up the game? Because apparently it is. I don't think games are really going past the eleventh inning right now. But how many do anyway? Because it puts a runner on. How many do anyway? 
Mm-hmm. And like, here's my thing. And and it came up the other day and I was like, why did, why does Manfred or anyone at baseball see this? They talk about speeding up the game, right? Speeding up the fucking game, speeding up the game. What was the, what was the quickest fucking game this series? Which one? Sure, like sure. which one went yeah, right? The extra inning game. Right. If it didn't go into extras, but like how quick was that game because of great pitching? When you see great pitching, it is the quickest, most fluent game you'll watch. Right. But yet, the two yet guys on the mound that just they got the ball, they threw the ball. Right. But here's the thing: they want to speed up the game. They say that that's going to make people watch, but then also they want to give more advantages to hitters. Right. You can't have both. You can't have right, both. Then that would make the game slower. Exactly. Look, they're talking about you hear already hearing rumors that they want to move the mound back. Oh my god! Let me tell you something, man. If fucking Manfred does that, if Manfred does that, I'll write a letter to that guy every single fucking day of my life and just ripping him to shreds. You're going to have to handwrite it? Yeah, I will. Cool. So I don't even know what we're talking about. Oh, yeah. So then, you know, you go into extra innings in that game and then friggin' this is, this, it's it's baseball, Susan, right? Like Mike Ford. How about this guy is a he's a walking out. I mean, like seriously, I'm I'm not making fun of you, Chris, but I'm sure you could probably get Mike Ford out. Oh, I definitely could, especially if he tries to bunt off of me. And the guy is trying to get. Not only can if you're throwing your best stuff, you can get Mike Ford out without even really trying. He's trying to give you the out, and you can't throw this guy fucking strikes. Yeah, you deserve to lose the game. Maybe I'm thinking of Kirby Yates. He was in yeah. San Diego. San Diego, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, he then he went to Toronto. Now he had Tommy John surgery, so that means he'll be a Yankee again. Yeah, it's true. Oh, that's true. Um, yeah. So the that was a big game for the Yankees to win Saturday. They survived Scherzer. They they won late. Um, Glaber had the big hit in the ninth inning to tie it, uh, and then he hit like a fourteen fucking footer to win the game. Which hey, you know what. Whatever it takes to win, and then you know you get the. Um, I don't even. I, I was gonna try to think of a clever phrase, but then you got these people that want to be like, "See, exit velocity doesn't matter." Right. But it does. It does. It absolutely does. You can't tell me that exit velocity doesn't matter. It's the one stat that I actually, you know, that I actually look into because it does matter. You know, John Carl Stan hit that ball 112 miles an hour today to win the game. I mean, if that ball is the 88, 89 miles an hour. They might get you know, to it. Maybe they mm. get, I mean, based on, yeah, you know, maybe this shortstop's got enough range to get over there and make a play. You know, Wade probably still scores based on where, but, you know, I don't understand. Like, we're the biggest boomers when it comes to that shit about hating analytics and stuff. But exit velocity is one of those, is one of those ones where it's like, yeah, it makes sense. Like, did you not like, I think I said this with Ryan uh, during the week when we did the show, just watch Stanton during his fucking hitting streak. How many times he hit that ball so goddamn hard that the feelers had no time to react to it. He hit that ball so hard. (laughs) Oh my God. Especially in, listen, especially in a situation where, Maybe the e, the corners are in or the infield's in because yeah. they got to protect that run from scoring. And then you have Stanton come up. Forget it. Screw that. Guy could close his eyes at Imagine that point. Imagine the manager tells, tells the infield to come in with Stanton at the plate. You don't even like, actually, you don't even have to play the infield and that's how hard he fucking hits it. Yeah, that's, that's actually like, yeah, not I'm, a bad no, point. It's like I'm, you don't have to play them as far in. 
crazy. And somebody uh, tweeted me and was like, they were like, oh, uh, exit velocity isn't the only metric for good hitting. I never said that. No, it was, no one but said it, that. It matters, though. You nah, can't yeah, just completely dismiss it, it. It matters when. And this is a point I made a few weeks ago now. It matters when you actually put the ball in play and you stop striking out. And And what has Stanton been doing much less of outside of the last couple games? Striking out. Striking out. He had his first two strikeout game for like eight games the other day in the first game of this national series. Ryan's falling asleep. Okay. All right. So Ryan's falling asleep. I'm up. I'm up. I'm good to go. Let's keep, let's go another. I'll go two more hours. You want to go three? I'll go three. Want to go four? Four? Do we have five? Okay. You're the one that would. You're the one that want to do like a 24 hour marathon. I would do that. I really would. I still would. I would do it. So, <laughs> then today the Yankees win uh, three to two. I mean they they really had uh they really had opportunities given to them because Joe Ross walked five guys and they just you know like a ball. Joe. Yeah, for a guy who looked so good. He did. Uh, he did walk way too many guys, way too many. Uh, it was nice to see that the Yankees decided they were going to wake up uh, Aaron Judge at the end of the game there, and he drew a walk uh, to set up, you know, the uh, the final at bat there for Stanton. I mean, uh, the only other things that we really need to touch on real quick is. Uh, Friggin', you know, it would have been really sad for a role as Chapman to have gotten hit with the loss yesterday. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. That the guy in 12 innings had allowed one or one, he would have allowed one run and it wouldn't even account it because of the stupid ghost runner bullshit. Although, <clears throat> you know, then today he didn't, he hasn't, he's, you, you looked at him and you're like, I don't even think this guy's got his best stuff today. And then you're looking up, he got out of the inning in 10 pitches. Yeah, it's unreal. So it really gives up one hit, and you're like, oh, what's going on with this guy? And I think Boone has said that it's some type of mechanical adjustment that he's made, that he's been able to repeat his delivery a lot more often than he had in the past. That is something that he worked on in addition to the slider and the uh, splitter that he's added to his repertoire. Yeah, well, now, now you ask why he has much better command. There you go. So then you go to the ninth inning here today. The game's friggin' tied, and then you know uh, Brad Hand walks Tyler Wade. I mean, these are and I tweeted that these are things that just you deserve to lose games when Tyler when Mike Ford is trying to give himself up when you have a one run lead and you walk him. You deserve to lose the game. Yeah, I mean now you don't walk him, but you fall behind three one, and then Boone take everybody want here's here's the thing, right, Chris? We always talk about this. Boone's an idiot. Boone's stupid. Boone, you can't manage. Hey. 3-1, he takes the bunt sign off. Yeah, because at that point, Mike Ford has a better chance of putting the ball in play. But that's a, a good man- that's a good move. It's a good right manager. There. It's a good move. That's a good move right there. But did he get any credit for it? No, no. of course. Of course no, not. Of course not, right? Um, and then today, you know, Tyler Wade, the Yankees, they didn't even bother pinch in for him. And you walk the free lefty lefty, you're walking Tyler Wade. You deserve to lose the game. You're better off telling Tyler Wade he can put a T up. At the plate and and swing swing the bat with the ball off the tee, then you are walking him. Okay, you have a better chance of getting him out, letting him hit off the tee, than than you than you would benefit from walking the guy. I mean, you have how I mean, do Tyler, you walk him? 
How? Tyler Wade, knowing Tyler Wade would probably hit the middle of the fucking tee. But like, not even hit the yeah, baseball. He, he bend it. But like, here's what bothers me a little bit. I'm not getting on Stanton personally. It's an organizational thing. But then he walked another guy, right? And he clearly he just... Judge. He walked Judge, I think, on four straight pitches. And no, then... Judge, was, judge almost struck out. Mm-hmm. All right. So then it was it was someone. I don't know. It was four straight pitches. Wrong. And he looked, Wrong. He looked completely <laughs> lost. And the next guy up is... I think it was Stanton at the time I'm thinking. No, it might not have been... It might not have been this game, I'm saying, but like then he gets up and he just swings at the first pitch. It's like, no, no, that I know you're on fire. I know you want to hit the ball. But when a guy doesn't even look close to having command, you're not swinging at the first pitch. Please, they, the Yankees won't give a take sign. I don't get it. They don't believe in a take sign. I mean, if you look at the pitch that Stan actually swung at it, I I, I think I remember the. Oh, it was right down the plate. That. I'm not uh, look. That's not the point. Right. We again, we're also living in a different era where we would expect the manager to throw up a take sign there. But when you got a guy like Stan up and you yeah. you figure the pitcher's going to put yeah, one uh, right down the middle of the plate, I mean. Uh, yeah, but Cashman even said a few years ago they do not give this the take sign, or, or Boone said it. Yeah, they don't give maybe. a take sign. It's up to the player. No, there, there, there's certain guys that should not Good be way. given a take sign. Like John Carl Stan yeah. should not be given a take sign. Disagree. Yeah. You should not be yeah. given a take sign. Disagree. Well, yeah. But well, you can't give yeah. free reign to like Tyler Wade or Clint Frazier. Those, those guys don't deserve free reign. You want to tell me your top two or three batters, your top two or three stars, you want to you leave it up to them. I don't have a problem with that. I would prefer if after a guy throws six straight balls that you don't swing at the first pitch. But if you're John Carl Stan and you Ryan's think that you're going to get a- is just gone. I think at this point, if you're watching on YouTube, well, he could check out. We're almost done. I mean, if you're John Carl Stan and you're thinking you're getting a cookie there at the first pitch after the pitcher throws six straight out of his zone, that's fine. I don't, you know, I would prefer you don't swing, but I don't care. But like, you're going to tell me they don't believe in a take sign. You better believe it. If the fucking pitcher throws six out of the zone, Tyler Wade better take that bat and shove it so far up his ass that he can't fucking swing it. I go as far as to say if it's a, I'll watch that. If it, if the game's on the line in the last inning or, or in extra innings and, he walks a guy on six, uh, two guys on, you know, throws six straight balls, whatever, walks a guy, and then Tyler Wade gets up. You're taking until you get two strikes. Fuck that. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm not kidding. You're taking until you get two. No. There was a point Make him throw game, strikes. Right. There was a point in the game today, I think it was Tyler Wade, or it might have been, it had, I, or yesterday, where I'm saying to myself, he fell behind 2 0. I'm not even. I'm telling Tyler Wade, you gotta make this guy throw you three strikes. I'd rather you strike out looking. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. When a guy is that far off, make him put the pressure on him to throw strikes. Make him even up the the count. Don't swing even after you get one strike, because chances are he's gonna throw a couple more balls before he can throw you two more strikes. So how do you think Glaber feels finally getting that monkey off his back? And I'll tell you what, I'm, here's what I'm glad about with Glaber. I'm glad it didn't go monkey off the back with the home run and then trying to get his back going. I'm glad his bat started going first. He hits mm-hmm. the home run after the pressure's been lifted a little bit. He had some really big hits. This homestand, he's starting to look really good, and then he caps it off with that home run, just solidifying the fact that he's really coming around, and they need him in this lineup, man. They need him to produce. 
let's hit this real quick. We got, I mean, like I briefly mentioned it. It's like the Yankees woke up Aaron Judge in the bottom of the ninth inning to grab a bat. Who I I don't even know why they bother. The guy has zero walk off home uh, hits in his career, which oh for ten. I guess is kind of you know that's kind of a yeah. Because when is weird... he pinch hitting? No, I mean he's he's never had a walk off hit. Oh yeah. I mean, those are weird things. Like, are you always up in a situation to get a... But he's all for 10 as a pinch hitter. I mean, you mm-hmm. know, you figure a guy like Aaron Judge would fucking get a hit somewhere along the line. But, you know, and today, like, the guy's been struggling. We He had he was sore. He got two days off. Then he had those two monster games where he drove in eight runs, and he's done shit. He struck out. He had, the, he had the platinum Sobrero. He struck out like 95 times in four games. Mm-hmm. So you're saying to yourself, okay, I understand Judge is going to get a day off today. And then Boone gives him the this excuse where he's like, yeah, but he's still dealing with being sore. Well, what's wrong with him now? <laughs> Lower leg stuff. He's got lo- we had foot stuff last year. Now we had lower leg stuff this year. Yeah, it's just not good. He's got to be. There's got to be something more to this. Look, I'm not. I'm not advocating. Really cautious with him. He missed, put, he's missed look, a lot of games. All right, put him but on the no, IL then. Let get it. Put, this is who. This is who Aaron Judge is. This is. Well, I that's think that's, what that's not a guy is. who has value to me. And they're, they're looking at it like they they want to be proactive. And if this is this, I mean, isn't that a quote that was kind of grabbed from this? Is that if this is what the we have to do to for me to play 150 games this year, then this is what we're going to do. That's kind of something. He, okay, he said here ago. I'm going to argue. I'm going to argue your point for a second because this is what I tweeted after the game. I said the Yankees can call judges days off whatever they want. They claim. They're being proactive when he's dealing with any soreness, et cetera. But the truth is he's not 100% healthy, and it's evident when he's playing that he's just not himself. It's frustrating and concerning, if you ask me. And here's the problem. If they were just being proactive and saying, you know what, day off here, he's feeling a little sore, that's one thing. But when the guy is playing, he doesn't look like Aaron Judge. He's not 100%. And if if you're being proactive, that means he's 100% healthy. He's himself. But when he's feeling a little sore, maybe after a few games, you're you're – making sure you rest him so that he's not vulnerable to injury. He's not 100%. He is hurt. He's not playing like himself. Therefore, if that's the case, IL him. Put him on the IL. Let him let him get healthy so then you can be proactive. Well, right. Well, the fir- the first time they did this though, right? Didn't he come back and have have eight RBIs in two games? So now th- this next time that they're doing it, it hasn't looked as successful, so maybe you know, they're going to keep trying it, roll it out for a little bit longer, and then they'll well, we'll say, have to see right, what he does on Tuesday because this has been this, yeah. this would have been the second time now. All right, so then you got we'll see how it plays out because this is it seems like what they want to do, but just instead of playing this fucking game every uh 10 days, just fucking let him just sit him on the IL for a month. Who ca- I mean, really, not mm-hmm. we said we said that this guy's got to play 130, he's got to play 140 games this year. But if he's going to go out there and he's just not going to be Aaron Judge because he's not getting the time to recover from whatever the hell it is, he's not serving a purpose to anybody right now. Yeah, but Christian, here's the problem. He didn't end the season last year hurt. And then he goes into spring training and he picks up a bat and they start to work, you know, work out on in, in Florida and whatnot. And then all of a sudden he's like feeling sore again. It's like, is, what is this? It, it's not like he's dealing with some lingering injury here. It's that the guy just is is breaking down somehow. It's like, what is sitting him a month going to do? He's just going to pick up a bat in a month from now and and get mm. get sore that's, again and that's be hurt. Right. So, <clears throat> that's a good so point. then you shoot him up with some steroids. 
I don't mind that. Fuck yeah, it at this HGH. point. What's he got to lose? I know a guy. I know a guy in Kentucky that could uh, get you something over there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, we'll just take a, a look ahead here now. It's uh, Yankees are going to be off on Monday, and then it's three in Tampa. I mean, I cannot stress how important this series is going to be for the Yankees. Yeah, they gotta they gotta change this fucking this tone yeah, they need, of they like really they can't beat the series. the Rays. Like end it now. Let's end this narrative. Yeah, they're all seven ten starts, so uh, the likelihood of us uh, doing a midweek show is zero to none. I'm going to, I really really want to get on Patreon, so really look for that on maybe Tuesday and then possibly on Thursday. Uh, do a little post game wrap up because this is an important series. And if we're not going to do a full show, we should be on Patreon. So definitely be on the lookout for that. All seven, 10 starts. You got Tuesday night. It's Montgomery against um, Lewis Patino. Uh, he's a, uh, I don't think we've seen him pitch yet against the Yankees. He's got a 1.17 year race so far this year Uh for the Rays, and then on Wednesday, it's going to be Garrett Cole against. I mean, this is a pitching matchup right here. It's Garrett Cole versus TBD mm. on Wednesday, Ooh. and then it's, it's Tyone, and then it's Tyone. I mean, it's one thing you got to say about TBD, man. He's a he's a workhorse because then it's going to be Tyone against TBD on uh, Thursday. Like an old school pitcher. No one else like no one else can do it like him. Like if you like here when when the Yankees got I believe it was after the episode where the Yankees got swept by the Rays right and we felt that that was the kind of the rock bottom point mm-hmm. for this season that I had said that I don't the Yankees have to prove to me now that I can expect big things from them this year and this little run that they've been on is fine they split with Atlanta they took three out of four from Cleveland they split with Baltimore sweep. Took two out of three, took two out of three. So they're playing better baseball, right? They haven't lost a series since that race series. Now this is when we talk about they need to prove something. They need to prove that they're back to being the Yankees, back to being a legit playoff team, back to being a legit World Series contender. The Rays are fucking uh they're 19 and 17, you're 18 and 16. So you're basically the same exact you got the same record. You shouldn't go and get embarrassed by the Rays this week. No, it can't happen. It can't happen. It couldn't happen last time. Now it really can't happen because you're hitting that mark now that I've been talking about since the season started where you're starting to, to, to show people who you are as a team. Right, the Yankees clearly got off to a rocky start, but now they're starting to, you know, come together, get in a rhythm, and you're seeing how talented this team can be. So you're starting to pick up. You got to keep setting new uh, high water marks. You got to get to three over, four over. You can't have a setback, especially against the Rays. You got to make a statement. You got to show people that you can beat this team. You got Luke yeah. Voigt coming back. You got your ace on the mound for one of these games. I mean, when we Ooh. sit here, you know, when we're done watching the game on Thursday night, there's no reason why the Yankees shouldn't have taken two games from from the from the Rays. Excuse me. And K during the game today was like. Oh, big rivalry series. This is not a rivalry. The Rays kicked the Yankees' ass. This is as one-sided as the Harlem Globetrotters versus the Washington Generals right now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Nice touch, Ray. So we can't be, we can't, and then look, and then where do they go after that? Because we, we, like we said, we won't be Is it Baston? Or is that two weekends? 
That's not. That's not. Do they yet. not play Boston until the last three weeks of the season. They just play only Boston. No, they're playing Boston June four, five, and six. That would be the first that's time. Late. That's late. That's uh, late. Because we probably won't be back until Sunday night after right, the man. after the Orioles series, right? We can't be sitting here recording that show and being like, "Yeah, well, you know, they got their asses kicked by the Rays again," and. But the record doesn't look so bad because they took two out of three from the Orioles. No, you have to go. Look, you have to go into to Tampa and finally put your fucking foot down. It's not just yeah. about winning a series. It's about it's about much more than that. Playing Baltimore is about winning a series. Playing Baltimore is about yeah. winning the games you need to. You know you're supposed to win. These are games right now going into the race that people don't think you're supposed to win, but you sh- but you should be. Like there's no reason why you shouldn't be able to beat this team. They are not better than you. No, that, absolutely, there's no reason. The Yankees' payrolls, fucking Garrett Cole makes more than the fucking <laughs> the whole team combined. I don't know if Glass now could end up pitching one of those two games that TBD is listed. I don't. Yeah, know. But he hasn't been. Ro- he hasn't been unhittable what, this year. I don't know what their rotation yeah, is. The so I mean, if you miss Glass now and have Cole pitch. And somehow don't win this series. That's a major indictment on this team. And aren't you just yes, fucking? Aren't yeah. you sick of the Rays at this point? Like, yeah, I'm fucking sick. Of every them. aspect of this team, right? The I used to love Kevin Cash, and then he got a little cocky last season, right? So you hate him now. Their fucking stadium is fucking trash heap, right? You hate their fucking stadium. It's a joke. And then it's like mm-hmm. they got to be this like cute fucking. I'm gonna throw a. a what do they call it? A fucking opener. And then I'll do the, and then I'm going to bring in some other guy. And then this, they're just not a fucking baseball team. Like, fuck you. Like, get it together. Be a fucking they, real baseball at least they team. They were in a fucking World Series. But you know what? Beat them so they have to fucking change it up a little bit. Don't let them keep getting away with this fucking bullshit. Yeah, they have the Yankees number. There's no other way to put it. Time to yeah, change it. Uh, I'm just tired of the Yankees, you know. The Yankees go and they play the Rays and they turn into like uh, they're the um, Rays bitch. That's it. Ryan will get this. You remember what Steve Rogers looked like before the fucking uh, <laughs> Super Soldier Serum? That's the fucking yeah. Yankees when they face the yeah. Rays and then they turn into Captain America when they face everybody else. The problem is, is that they fucking keep losing to the Rays and they can't get past. They can't get past them. They can't get to where they need to go because they can't beat the Rays. Yep. Time to change that. Yeah, they, they got to win this series. I mean, we every time they play the Rays, we say they got to win the series. They don't. We they say don't. they got to win the series. They don't. We, you got, they got to win the series. I'm tired of, like, people think yeah, that. He says to. the same thing over and over again. But Jesus, like, the fucking Yankees can't keep losing no, to the Rays. This series is so much more important than that because it's it, it, if they lose this series, it totally negates what they've done over the, these last couple of weeks. You still don't know what their identity is. If they win this series, then you kind of have a hint at, the direction that this team is capable of going in, especially with adding Luke Voigt in this series too. So yeah, this is a huge series for the Yankees. Right. I mean, look, just after the sweep of Atlanta, uh, after, after the sweep of the race, right. They still played, they managed to split with Atlanta, but they still played shitty in those games. You know, then like we talked about this, right. Then you're looking at these three games that they missed opportunities on. They, they take three out of four in Cleveland. They have a chance to sweep. Don't do it. They split in Baltimore. We There's no – I mean, you can't split with Baltimore. And then Houston, you have the chance to sweep. 
you don't do it with Garrett Cole on the mound. Those are three games right there that the Yankees, you know, you're you're still looking at because the Yankees are only two games over 500 as games that they need to win. So now you can't you can't have those games and then not beat the Rays. I mean, you, you have to beat the Rays, period. But like, you're still not at a dominant point right now. You're playing better baseball, but you, you're not at a dominant point. And if you're going to lose one of the three games, don't get embarrassed. Be don't competitive. Be the, yeah, and don't be the fucking cold game. Like we're like not that. we're not sitting here saying they like have that. to go out and sweep because you you know as, as long as you take the series that's that's a good thing. But when if you do lose one of those games, don't get embarrassed. Be competitive throughout the entire game. Don't let this fucking team have any type of runaway and think that they're better than you because they're not. Because look at look at how that series ended with Houston with Altuve hitting that home run. That kind of did that, right? Because it yeah. kind of gives them that little bit of a boost yeah. that they shouldn't have gotten in that series. That should have been the Yankees just you know, putting their fucking foots on their exactly. throats and ending it. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. You can't even have that. So I mean, I don't want I don't want to be down about this team, but they need to win. I mean, they need to win this fucking series. There's just no other way around it. They have to win the series in in Tampa. You really want me to take, I mean, we're sitting in the middle of May. You want me to take this team seriously after how poor they played through the first few weeks of the season and think that they really have turned the corner into being a good baseball team. You don't go down to Tampa and lay another egg. No. And you know what? We're, we're approaching that, uh, that checkpoint that you always talk about on Memorial Day weekend of where you really can take a realistic yeah. look and, and evaluate the team that you're that you're rooting for. And we're approaching that pretty rapidly. And this is this is a big benchmark for them to to keep going on their winning ways. They can't have a setback here cuz it will be a huge setback if they yeah. get if they get embarrassed this series. It will absolutely be a huge setback and it's going to really put a damper on everything they've done exactly uh, to this point. So Exactly. You know, we want to thank everybody for listening to episode 232 of the NYYST podcast. Please follow us on Twitter at NYY Sports Talk. Again, thank you to, uh, you know, all the moms out there, all the great, you know, all the great moms out there. You know, <clears throat> you're the glue. You, you guys, you know, words can't express. When you got a great mom and, you know, you got a wife that's a great mom to your kids, I mean, no words can adequately describe how amazing that is and what that really means to you. So happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. Uh, again, please follow us on Twitter at NYY Sports Talk. Chris will tell you again where you can find us on Patreon. Patreon.com. You say Patreon. I think it's Patreon. Patreon.com slash. No, like encyclopedia. It's like encyclopedia. I just, just let him have it. Patreon.com slash NYYST. If you want to support this show, become a patron. Patreon. We're going to have a lot of content being pumped out. We're going to have some uh, some exclusive exclusive content pump benefits. Pumping and cranking. Pumping, cranking, yanking. That's it. Mm. All right, Rye. You know, I don't know if you want to change it because people are trying to steal your catchphrase, but stat guy, Rye. Uh, go Yanks. Chris, Fuck say goodbye. Yeah. Peace.